This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to a two-year low. There are, of course, complex He was the big spender. The big spender. Doing the grocery shopping could take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance. Hello and welcome to Comedian versus Economist. We demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam and we're joined as always by my little older brother and real life economist, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. G'day, Adam. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Mm. Uh, look, welcome to you out there. If you're joining us for the first time, maybe you're, you're back for more. Um, hopefully, maybe a friend sent you. Uh, that's what we're asking for. And it's the end of the financial year, so I promise this is the, the last one we're going to do. But if you could please tell one person uh, about CVE, that would help us out enormously. We'd really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Spread the word. Uh, of course, big show coming up, Thomas, so let's get into it. Uh, pub workers like tips. Well, here's a tip. You might be getting a pay rise if you're a hotel worker. So that's nice. Uh, Thomas, Ray Dalio put out a piece this week saying that stagflation is the cost of fighting inflation. Who is he and is he just checking if anybody is listening to his words because they make no sense to me? Uh, I'm going to get you to explain that one. And how much would you pay for a buffet with Buffett? Uh, you can pay for lunch with Wazza, but it'll cost a mozza. Stick around to find out what you'd be looking at paying if you want to have lunch with the great man. But first, if you've ever wanted to own your own slice of heaven, you might be in luck. New Zealand's house prices are in freefall. Thomas, what does that mean for New Zealand? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe free fall is is overselling it. I know you're the hype guy, but um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, they're down they're down four percent now in the month of May. So that's quite that's a pretty chunky fall in a single month. Uh, down mm. the median price nationally is down to eight hundred and forty thousand, which is a pretty massive number for a national uh, median. Um, but that's down 85 grand from where it was in November 2021 at the peak. So median house price was 925,000. So they're down 9.2%. That still seems high. What's the, what's the Australian high, median it? house price? I think it's probably closer to seven, 700. Right. I couldn't tell you exactly, but that's my. Hmm. Oh, actually, no, I can tell you exactly. It's, yeah, 752,000, eh? Right, numbers there you go. in my head like a boss. So they're higher than us, like quite considerably. Yeah. Their median house prices, we can't offer views of Mordor, I suppose. That's always <laughs> it's a seller. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is there. I mean, no, I couldn't tell you why. Hmm. I mean, it, it is pretty expensive. And I mean, Bloomberg Economics had a report during the week saying that. Uh, New Zealand's housing market was the most at risk of a crash of any market right. in the world. 
Um, so yeah, they're, they're saying that it's the most disconnected from fundamentals, particularly when you look at rents. So mm. if you think about like housing as an asset class, you've got the price of the house plus the return on the house. The return is the same as rent. Um, yeah, so you can those those two should move pretty closely, but they're yeah they're saying New Zealand has disconnected and that makes New Zealand ri- the most risky market in the world according to those guys wow yeah and that's that's with RBN the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's their, their cash rates up to 2% now so they, they hit the floor with us and the rest of the world but they've they've come back pretty aggressively since then mm. and they're now at 2% we're at 0.85% so they're they're leading us they're ahead of us in a few and this is sort of a feature through the pandemic as well that their property market really launched launched the head of Australia um, and we sort of caught up you know we followed their lead but New Zealand was leading the way and now they're leading the way down I think so yeah and the cash rates up to two percent the RBNZ reckons it's going to go towards four percent by the end of September 2023 so that's a pretty pretty big increase from there as well um, and that's so is, is New Zealand the canary in the coal mine for us? Like are they like – because I remember when inflation kicked off in New Zealand and, and the um, RBA in Australia was, was still like, nah, 2024, we've told you, shut up. <laughs> there won't be, any, <laughs> won't be any rates or inflation until 2024. Um, Doesn't that so, look more and more stupid as the days go on? <laughs> <laughs> um, so if their house prices are falling, you know, by these kinds of mm. rates, then is that what we're looking at? I, th- I think you would. You'd have to say so. I mean, mm. nation- we, we, Australia had its first fall in May na- nationally. The median was down zero point one percent, and then that's there's a bit of variation across the cities. So Sydney's down one percent. Was down one percent in the month. So that's that's a decent fall. Mm. Melbourne down point seven percent, but that's offset by you know Adelaide's up one point eight percent, doing well there. No idea why. Wants to live there. <laughs> Um. Oh man! <laughs> I was I saw an article today about this apartment in it was for rent in Adelaide and like because they're talking about rentals are just like crazy and someone had just converted like a single room and like a lounge room it's got a fireplace in it and they just put a shower in the corner <laughs> <laughs> with like some some like perspex around the like. People are roasting it on Twitter, just calling it like a perspex shitting cube right next to where you cook your breakfast. <laughs> they wanted $400 a week for it somewhere in North Adelaide. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, people do want to live here, Thomas, and yeah. they're, prepared to, they're prepared to cook food next to someone taking a dump if, if that's what gets <laughs> them into a house in Adelaide. That's, that's where we're at. Yeah, so, but, yeah, so nationally we're down. Like I think we're turning the corner. We're at the peak. We're on the way down from here. You'd have to right. think that, yeah, we're following New Zealand. I mean, and, that, and that's largely about rates, but it's also there's a bit of a, a credit squeeze going on. So the, the banks are now getting much tighter with their um, loan applications and, and going over the numbers much more closely than they were. Um, a lot of banks are now no longer accepting overtime or bonuses as – in mm. your in your serviceability serviceability calculation, oh. so, so, so I thought you meant you couldn't you couldn't pay your way into a mortgage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just slip your broker a bit of overtime. Overtime, yeah, right. Thanks oh, for putting okay. in the hard yards. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So that yeah, you can't. So they're yeah, they're, they're cracking down on the serviceability. Rate cities are sort of a mob here. They um, they reckon that with the recent rate hikes and the yeah and the rate hikes that are coming, plus the sort of the, the crack, the the crunching of credit, um, that's going to reduce uh, borrowing capacity by about eighteen percent. 
um, for yeah for your, your average household. So, like kind of one for one, that would if that if that were true, you'd think that should sort of translate into an eighteen percent fall in house prices, mm. given that it's the capacity to borrow that really determines um, where house prices are at. But that would still have us pretty well up about you know probably ten percent on where we were pre COVID even with mm. 18%. So, yeah, it's it's a sort of up and down market. I mean, we've had these big swings in the in the share market. The, you know, the property market is, has been influenced by the same factors that drove the share price boom and bust. Mm. Um, it's just a much slower, stodgier asset class. But I think it, I think we're going to see see some of that panic play out. And I think, yeah, as you're saying, New Zealand's leading the way. They're showing us where we're going. But I think mm. Australia's on their heels. And, and, and we mentioned the RBA. So... Are they worried about falling house prices? Do they care? Do they know that it's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Are they still targeting 2025 yeah. for the house pricing to come off? Yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they said they don't expect house prices to fall until 2024 at the earliest. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's not it's not something they target. Um, and in the, in the past, they've, they've, people have said, you know, you're blowing bubbles by cutting rates and house prices are going through the roof. And the, and the RBA has effectively said, well, that's not our problem. We're not trying to, we're not trying to do anything one way or the, or the other with house prices. It's just we've got to set interest rates for the for the broader economy and we can't help it if that then creates a boom in asset in house prices. <laughs> That's the Bart Simpson defence, isn't it? I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to wave my arms. <laughs> if you get in the way, it's your own fault. They haven't really com- – they don't, they don't try to comment on it. It's probably mm. – I think that would – Probably be, it would probably be more comfortable for them from a financial stability perspective if house prices were a little lower, if debt-to-income ratios were a little lower. They'd be happy, but I don't think they're it's – not, it's not central to their thinking, I don't think, or it tends, mm. tends not to be. Right, well, there you go. If you were uh, hoping that maybe the, the house price drop in New Zealand was over, well, don't dream it's over. <laughs> Thomas, good news this week for hotel workers. Some of them are going to be getting a pay rise. Yeah, probably probably all of them eventually. But, yeah, we got oh. the news this week that Endeavour Group, uh, yeah, used to be part of the Woolworths empire but got demerged last year. Yeah, they, they're the biggest uh, pub owner in the country. So they, they run 340 hotels and clubs around the country as well as Dan Murphy's and BWS right. the chains, which I didn't realise they were owned by the same... Same characters, but there you go. Hmm. Um, yeah, so they're, they're giving everyone a pay rise or everyone on, on award. So they employ 28,000 people across the country. 15,000 of them are on awards and they're going to bring forward, they're going to fast track the, the, pay, the award increases that we covered last week with the Fair Work Commission. Hmm. Um, they're going to fast track that and... July 1, it kicks off. Everyone gets a pay, pay increase. So the interesting thing is that um, the hospitality industry was granted an exemption until October 1 because they're saying that hospitality had been hit so hard by COVID and all of that and a lot of businesses were were struggling that, that, that mm. the Fair Work Commission said, okay, well, hospitality workers, you just got to cool your heels for a little bit. We're just going to give your businesses time to adjust to this. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought this was the when you said like give them a break. I thought you were talking about the workers who'd been hit hard by COVID and they'd been not and working, not having and jobs, not having jobs and missed out on money. But 
So we're going <laughs> to, right, but no, we've said we're going to park the pay rise till October yeah, for this, you guys to protect the businesses. This is how the world works. I guess they did get JobKeeper. But, I mean, you could argue that they shouldn't have been worse off, but I'm, I know for a fact that a lot of them were. So Yeah, I mean, hospitality's had a rough trot, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Endeavor saying they're not going to wait, they're not going to take that exemption. They're going to uh, offer pay rises immediately, effectively. Right. Uh, and they're on a, they're trying to hire staff and they're saying they've got a bit of a staff shortage. So they're looking to hire 800 people effective immediately. Yeah. And they're mm. hoping that, that, that by offering these pay, pay increases straight away that, um, they might be able to get more staff on board. Right. So, the, so there's obviously a lot of demand then. So the demands come back for hotels, for, Pubs yeah, for well for alcohol so. never went away. It peaked during COVID, didn't it? Like alcohol in ho- general. Hospitals and <laughs> hospitals and bottlers, I think, was the the order of the day <laughs> during COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is this a is this a good like is this a bullish sign for Endeavor then as a as in, a group? In, well, or? Endeavor's Endeavor's trying to paint it as one to saying like mm. we're um, we're in such a strong position and demand so hot that we need to hire lots of people and we've got the cash to be able to throw out these pay rises. So we're doing pretty well. That's the spin mm. that the chief executive Steve Donahue was was putting on it. I mean, the thing for me is that like. You're like you're meeting a staff shortage. Like we talked about, from for most of that fifteen thousand people on awards, they're either on the minimum award, they're getting five point two percent, or they're just getting a flat forty bucks increase mm. per week. I mean, we talked about that mm. in the I read some article which it just inter- interviewed a random bar girl, um, and she says, "I think this will help with this with the staff shortage. I definitely think it will help getting more people into hospo." Hospo, hospo, yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't know, it's forty bucks, and like I don't know, I don't want to seem out of touch, but like if someone's going, <laughs> do you want to come work in my bar? It's like nah, I'll give you another forty bucks. It's like, oh, all right, you know, like is it really mm. gonna really gonna help this the staff shortage? Yeah, lettuce is twelve dollars by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, get me a lettuce, so get like a quarter of a lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Four lettuces. Anyway. Yeah, and as, as we're saying... So like you're it, saying it's not enough? Is that what you... Or you equity mates guys were asking this question the other day, like what happens to the to the real bottom rung of the, the jobs ladder, like your Uber Eats delivery drivers and hmm. the, the people working the gig, gig economy stuff uh, or like working in a bar? You know, you can, you can go out and get a solid job that's paying a lot more because it's a really competitive job, jobs market. Mm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting at for for those industries that rely on that bottom rung of the the skills ladder, which is what the minimum wage you know effectively covers. Um, mm. I think they're going to find it tough to compete, and I don't like I don't know that forty dollars a week is enough of an incentive. Like, unless someone's really committed to the the bar bar work lifestyle, and maybe you know, there's something to that. I'm sure it's some people seem to really enjoy it, but. There's going to be good gigs out there and firms are going to have to compete not just on wages but also on conditions and, mm. you know, late night working, you know, suits some people, it's not going to suit everyone. Yes, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we we're not, not going to hear the end of this and I don't think getting out and sort of fast-tracking 5.2%, as we're saying, that's that's only just keeping pace with inflation that we've seen already, not mm. with the inflation we know is already in the pipeline. So it's sort of effectively real wages for pub workers are going backwards. 
Like that's mm. not a recipe for attracting more people into the industry. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Oh, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, but it's better than nothing, I think. That's something. Well, know. yeah, I guess, I guess you could, yeah, you say that's <laughs> better than nothing. Class half full, Thomas. <laughs> that's what we're about. Uh, all right, why don't, we, uh, why don't we stop there? We'll grab a quick word from this week's sponsor. After the break, we're going to be talking about the big guns of economics, Ray Dalio and Warren Buffett. Stick around, more comedian versus economist right after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back here on Comedian versus Economist. You can send us an email if you like, cve at equitymates.com or on the website equitymates.com forward slash cve. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at cve podcast. Thomas, Facebook, is, I mean, Instagram is going off its nut after mm. we uh, made the call out for to get over a 1,000 followers. I don't know what the next level up from viral is, but it's it's beyond viral. It's, Pandemic. Uh, it's, become, it's become its own internet. It's become sentient, <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> so don't miss out. Go and go and find us at CVE Podcast. Have a conversation with with our Instagram account. Uh, anyway, Thomas uh, Ray Dalio. What's he on about these days? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know who he is. All right, <laughs> of course I do. Big Ray. Yeah. The big D. Yeah. 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 D so Ray, Ray Dalio is from Bridgewater Associates. Well, one of the <laughs> The, he's one of the wealthiest hedge fund managers in the world. He's moving into his sort of grey beard phase of life where he's mm. writing a lot more about the world and philosophy and what, how politics should be ordered and things like this. And it's great. It's really I, – I've I got a lot of time for the stuff he writes. Um, yeah, and it's, it's very interesting. But, uh, yeah, and so he, so he wrote an article on LinkedIn saying re- – titled reducing inflation will come at a great cost stagflation mm. yeah so right. there's the flations that you go a bit confused with in the intro so love a bit of flation mm. so just a quick recap what's stagflation so stagflation is when you get a stagnating economy mm. potentially a recession and inflation at the same time right so no growth and inflation and inflation yeah yeah okay and we know we know what inflation is, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's just saying that having no growth 
and inflation is the what is the way to fight inflation. I think that's that's what he's he's saying that he he's a bit frustrated with the people seem to misunderstand don't understand this point. He says I now hear it commonly <laughs> such as such as you. Has like, he heard himself? <laughs> has he heard himself speak? <laughs> <laughs> try, try working on your phrasing, Ray. <laughs> just maybe leave some of the flation out of it and yeah. just sort of bring it back to basics. The more, more I think about this, the more I think he's just talking directly to you. <laughs> Pro, shout out to Ray if you're listening. I'm working yeah. on him. I'm, we're getting there. And he's lucky yeah. I'm listening. Like <laughs> I wouldn't normally be If I wasn't talking to you, I wouldn't be listening. Yeah. And most people aren't. And most people, I think it's fair to say, most people would hear a statement like stagflation is the only way to fight inflation, just go boring, Stranger Things, Netflix, let's go. Yeah, well, yeah it's true. Yeah, it's not so. Yeah, the, it's, not, it's not a really clickbaity kind of <laughs> heading that he's gone for there. Yeah, what he needs is, I can't believe they need this to fight inflation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, what is it? Yeah, yeah. The key uh, thing that he's frustrated with is he, he's hearing people say that um, you need to raise rates to fight inflation and then mm. once they get inflation under control, everything's going to be sweet. And the mistake he sees people making is that think, they think there's a direct transmission line from interest rates to inflation right that you can just the interest rates directly affect inflation and what he's saying is that that's not how the economic machine works the way the economic machine works is that you raise interest rates that crunches spending and people's ability to spend that Mm. drives the, the the economy down and as the economy falls as growth slows that cools inflation. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, but isn't that predicated on inflation being caused by more money in the system? So like you're trying to stop people having so much disposable income or whatever, Mm. so Mm. you raise rates to try and take some of that away. But from what I understand, isn't isn't mainly inflation at the moment, it's it's all supply constraint, isn't it, or a largely supply constraint issue? It is, it is, yeah. aren't you kind of just whacking people over the head um, by driving up rates when you're trying to get them w- when, you know, mm. the prices are going up as well because things aren't available. Yeah, yeah, That's, that, that is true. The, the, the point he makes is that inflation happens when there's a mismatch between what people want and are able to spend mm. and what's available. But so there's more more money chasing a fewer amount of goods. Right. So if, you, if you've got a supply shock that's reduced the number of goods in your system, in your economy, mm. and reduce the amount of stuff for sale, if you give demand enough of a whack, you can bring it back into line with with supply more or less. And that, yeah, is it, is a point. Like it can't do, deal directly with supply inflation, but it, yeah, you can sort of bring those back into line a bit. Mm. Yeah, by whacking them on the head, it's it's not it's not you know it's not perfect. It's why stagflation when you get inflation, it's why inflation coming from cost push supply shock factors is very tricky to deal with. Right. So, Um, what's he suggesting then? Is he does he give a solution or is he just is he just kind of going? Look, this is is what it is. Just got to ride this out. Yeah, that's the point. The point I think he's making is that yeah, like. It's not just you can't – people say – he says that people are talking about the Fed raising rates as a low-cost option. 
This is mm. like they raise rates, that'll directly have interest, affect interest uh, inflation and then we're sorted. And he's saying like, no, the, me- the transmission mechanism is through slower growth. So we're going to, we're going to lower growth in this process. You need mm. to be aware of that's the risk. Like people don't seem to be clocking this, that the, right. through the path to lower inflation is through lowering growth. And that gets us to this idea of a soft and hard landing. So Jerome Powell from the mm. Fed was talking about this, and this is sort of the, the phrase that you keep hearing in the financial press at the moment is, are we going to get a soft landing? Are we going to get a hard landing? A soft landing, which is what we're aiming for, is when we slow growth enough to start lowering inflation but without dropping us below stall speed and crashing the economy. Right. That's, so that's the ideal. That's what Jerome Powell's are aiming for. He's saying, I want a soft landing. I want, a slow, I want to raise rates to slow growth, slow growth enough that it starts to take the heat out of inflation but without dropping under stall speed and crashing the economy. Right. Because I hear that everywhere. I hear mm. that we're, we're trying to navigate a soft landing. And mm. I'm like, I don't know what we're trying to land. It didn't, mm. doesn't feel like we're flying at the moment. It feels like <laughs> everything's pretty bad. So the fact that we're talking about a landing is... Mm. Um, right. So, that's, so, it's, so the alternative then is a hard landing, which mm. presumably is recession. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That we slow growth, they raise rates too hard. We slow growth too fast. The mm. economy tanks. And we end up in recession. We lower inflation, right. which we we're trying to do, but we 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 go too hard on growth, and we we crash the economy into inflation. And that's sort of what, yeah. That's, that's does that what, bring that's inflation down though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, you de- does you get, jump? Yeah, yeah. You get inflation <laughs> down in both scenarios. You land the plane. You're back on. Yeah. It. <laughs> It's just whether everybody dies or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what, yeah, that's that's what we're talking about with that, mm. yeah, soft and hard landing, and that's what sort of the the people are like. A lot of the criticism of the Fed is that, like, with because we had this seesaw in rates that rates tanked really quickly and then they they jacked up really quickly. Mm. That it's really hard to engineer a soft landing in when when you know the pilots just jerking the levers around like that. <laughs> Thank God you said levers. <laughs> you wonder what else he's up to up there. <laughs> That's why they call it the cockpit. Thomas, they say there's no such thing as a free lunch. Definitely not the case when you're lunching with Warren Buffett. What's going on there? Mm. Yeah, so there's, there's a bit of a famous thing. So you can buy lunch with Warren Buffett. Uh, goes up on an eBay auction. Mm. You can, yeah, you can bid to to have lunch with Warren Buffett and seven of your friends. And seven friends. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Really? You know how you know how many friends I'm bringing in that scenario? How many? Zero. Is I'm it, not. Uh, just I'm intimate, not risky. Intimate dinner with Warren. <laughs> yeah, I want. If I'm paying 19 million, <laughs> I want me and Buffett one on one, mano in mano. We're going to talk shop. We're going to get to the nitty. I'm not risking 19 million dollars to sit there politely while some freeloader who just came came in with me on my on my ticket chews Warren's ear off about the footy or something. I'm like, what do you, who do you think is going to win this weekend? I'm like, I paid 19 million for this. <laughs> I want his undivided attention for nineteen million dollars. So yeah. that's that's the first problem with your uh, with with the story. But anyway, go yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So so it's for charity. It's for the Glide Foundation, which supports homelessness in San Francisco. Apparently, it's a charity that uh, his wife, his late wife, introduced him to. 
Right. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a while. But yeah, so big, yeah, as you're saying, a big number this this year, 19 million. Crazy. Yeah, a crazy amount. Like, So the last bid, they had, it was on pause for a couple of years through COVID, but the last time mm. they did it, it was 4.6 million uh, by wow. cryptocurrency entrepreneur Justin Sun, um, which, <laughs> you know, like I, like I look at those numbers and think like, yep, 4.6 million, that's a sign that cryptocurrency is in a bubble. 19 million, <laughs> also a sign that we're in a bubble. Who who was Samsung. it? Do we know who? Do we no, know? We who? Don't. It's it's anonymous. Anonymous. So it could be mm. it could be a crypto millionaire, although less likely these days with yeah. a crypto crash. Yeah, I don't think so. I can't believe Reddit didn't get involved in this. You know, like Reddit's good at like getting together to sort of. It's like, couldn't they have all piled in and like got on board just to pay for like one dude from the Reddit for like Wall Street bets, like Admirable Wallaby six eighty five to go and sit down with <laughs> Warren Buffett. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. 19 million though. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Where are they going? Do you know? Do you know where, where, they're going, what's on, where they're what's going on the to menu? the Smith and Walensky Steakhouse in New York. Steakhouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got lunch with the richest man in the world and you're going to a steakhouse. Yeah. You want to be some good steak. You better, what I hope it's not. I went to a pub the other night and they had this. Um, like cook your own steak. It came out on a stone grill, like a heated ah, stone grill. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be cooking your own steak when you're paying $19 million for, <laughs> for dinner, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I wonder yeah. if you have to tip. <laughs> 10%. 10%. <laughs> Um, did I read too? This is the last time Last time he's doing it. This yeah. Is it. Is so it, so old... we, we, can't, we can't rally around now. And no, around. no. I, no, I can't. Yeah, you know, he's he's done. He's oh, he's he's kicking towards ninety now. So he's like, mm. so he's, yeah, he's, yeah, hasn't got much left in him. Pretty hard to justify nineteen million dollars for Meals on Wheels. To- <laughs> 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 All right, that's enough from the world of rich white men. Uh, thank you once again for joining us, as always, here on Comedian versus Economist. We do very much appreciate it. Don't forget to tell a friend uh, or you can send us an email, cve at equitymates.com or on the website, equitymates.com forward slash cve and on Facebook and Instagram at CVE Podcast. Don't forget to check out all the other great podcasts from Equity Mates Media. Get started investing, Equity Mates Investing Podcast, You're in Good Company, Talk Money to Me, Crypto Curious, and The Dive featuring none other than, none other than you, Thomas, last week. What were you talking about on The Dive? Yeah, we're talking about the uh, global tax floor proposal from the OECD. Where that's at. Very interesting. Would definitely suggest you check out that episode as well as all the others on The Dive each week. Thank you again for joining us. We look forward to your company again next time. That's all for us. Bye for now. Comedian vs. Economist is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Comedian vs. Economist are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Comedian vs Economist acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. 
We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 